the right notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the right notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. All the right notes available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the right notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Do you enjoy all the shows here on stspod.club? Well, cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. Do you not have the app? Download it and get $5 by using the code dollar sign btsts that's dollar sign btsts Store Nation, welcome back. It is 2023. We took a little bit of a break, but we are back. Um, so excited to get back to the groove here of recording just a random album. That is, of course, the the what we do. And before I go on, we have to thank Standard Deviations, that are our house band, for the opening tracks there. Uh, one of my favorite bands. Uh, just they headlined in the 80s, but they really haven't done much since then. But Standard Deviations, with what a great riff to get us started. So we're back. Uh, took a little bit of brief time off uh, for the holidays and such, and now we're back in the groove. We'll be recording every month like we always do. The record store is essentially my opportunity to relive albums from the very distant past, the very recent, um, somewhere in between. And today is actually a, a very prototypical... Um, the whole reason this show exists is because I wanted to explore albums that I hadn't listened to in a long time and just literally grab something at random from the uh, the voluminous stack of CDs that I'm looking at over here. So today is the perfect example of it because the album that I grabbed today is White Zombie's Super Sexy Swingin' Sounds. Uh, some good alliteration there from Rob Zombie. So the reason I say it's the prototypical like reason why I do this podcast is because when I grabbed this album from the middle of one of the stacks, it is literally still wrapped in cellophane. So I had never listened to it, um, bought it. it. It's from the late 90s. 
and I got the date down here. I'll get to it when we get to the uh, the info about the album. But it's the fact that I've had it for decades, and literally there's so much music in my collection that it just got swept under the rug, and it just never got played. So just amazing that it was wrapped in cellophane. And I think there might be like maybe two more albums that are buried in here somewhere that literally never got opened. And I mean, I guess that in a sense that kind of describes what a music junkie I am is because I like get on this thing where I love White Zombie. I, I liked, you know, what I had been hearing and I wanted to get the new album and I did and just something else came out that was brighter and shinier and a, a new toy that, that came out before I even got a chance to not only listen to it, but even open it for Christ's sake. So anyway, White Zombie, my first, um, my first memory of White Zombie was probably listening to the background on old ECW wrestling. Um, they used a lot of their songs and there's a couple bands that I got into because of stuff like that, like saliva and, um, five finger death punch, I think were both used, by various um, WWF at the time, um, promos and like just the, the theme song for a specific pay-per-view or whatever. But there's Muñeca. Hello, Muñeca. Um, but I do remember White Zombie and Rob Zombie specifically being played throughout the whole history of ECW existing. And it really added to the atmosphere of that wrestling promotion. Um, like I said, I really got into Saliva for a while because they were played um, and and also Five Finger Death Punch. Those are the three that come to mind. I'm sure there were some other bands that I got into, and literally whoever was picking the music, obviously Paul Heyman had a hand in it for ECW, but whoever was picking the music in WWE or F, um, good job with some of these bands. So they really got, you know, and a good job by the bands to hook up with the promotions because it turned people like me on to those bands. So like I said, this is the essence of this show, the fact that I grabbed the CD and it had never even been opened. So White Zombie, um, thrashy, metal-y, uh, but I think at the end of the day, hard rock. Um, I said in my notes, they're never going to win a Nobel Peace Prize or any kind of Nobel Prize, but they actually, shockingly, I said, or I said, or Grammy. And then in the research, they actually had been nominated for Grammy. So that was really interesting to me because they don't exactly come across as a Grammy <laughs> type act. So they're just fun escapist music. That's the bottom line. Um, and I got to say, what other podcast are you going to hear where somebody's doing a review of a Lady Gaga album and then a few episodes later, a White Zombie album? So that is the record store, baby. Uh, that's where we go. We're all over the place. So some background about White Zombie. Um, they were formed in 1985 in New York City. Uh, in the research, it said the genres of White Zombie are groove metal or industrial metal. So take that as you will. Uh, they broke up in 98. So they were only around as a band for about 13 years. Um, obviously started by Rob Zombie, the former Robert Cummings. And I know it's, I've heard the name Bob Cummings. I'm way not old enough to, to know who Bob Cummings was, but he was a comedian or actor or something. But Robert Cummings, and yes, it is spelled that way. Um, that was the, uh, the guy who started it. He named, White, he named the band White Zombie after the first zombie movie by the same name, which was released in 1932. He obviously took his name from that movie as well. Um, I'll say, very smart guy. He went to the Parsons School of Design. Uh, he's shown over his career, he's 58, I believe, um, he's shown all kinds of business acumen, all the different things that this guy's gotten into. So really interesting guy. 
And one of us, I will say, from the age standpoint, um, I really a fan of this guy, as weird as he looks and different as he looks from the way I look and others. So um, they released a couple EPs to get started, um, and then he started gradually getting into the whole sampling movie sound clips in his songs, which became like one of his like uh, fortes, one of his trademarks, is that he'll always have, like in the big hits, it always seems like there's an old movie soundtrack or a fake old movie soundtrack clip. Um, playing to intro the song. So they signed with Geffen Records in 91. Um, the album that came out that made them was La Sexorcisto. Uh, got them noticed, got them airplay, sold over 2 million copies. It launched them on a over two-year tour. Um, got all kinds of exposure on MTV. Uh, they played them on Beavis and Butthead and things like that. Other like cartoon-ish animated, I guess, cartoon, that probably sounds negative, but animated shows. Um and they used them there, so they got more exposure from that. They toured, opening for the likes of Metallica, the Ramones, and Soundgarden. So that really put them on the map. Um, pretty diverse bands there, Ramones and, and um, Metallica, for sure. Uh, I'm sure that blew him away as a younger guy touring with bands like that. So very cool. Um, this, Super Sexy Swingin' Sounds, is their sixth album. came out in 1996. Come to find out, now that I've opened it and listened to it, that it's all remixes of their first few albums. Um, 96 was when this was released. 98 is when they, they disbanded. Um, band was totally a revolving door. Like I'm not even going to get into all the names of the people that played in white zombie at various points, but it was a total revolving door. Anyway, the only consistent pretty much was Rob himself. Um, and then in an interview in 2011, he said that the band had pretty much run its course. That's why when they asked him, why did they break up? He said they ran their course. Uh, it really sounded like there was a lot of friction. There was a lot of animosity between the various members of the bands, even with it being such a revolving door. That's probably part of why it was such a revolving door. Um, and he made it very abundantly clear that there was no plans for any kind of reunions or anything. So he has done you know, a handful of albums as Rob Zombie since then, and I'm sure that's what he'll continue to do. Uh, super sexy swinging sounds hit number 17 on the billboard charts. It hit, I like, I always like to look at the other countries for whatever reason, but the highest it placed anywhere else was number 29 in New Zealand. As small as New Zealand is, it hit 29. So good for them. Uh, and it hit number 49 in Australia and number 54 in Sweden. So not too much other information that I could find as far as other charts that it appeared on. So it pretty much did okay in those countries and not so much anywhere else. So when you look at this album, the cover is a, a very 70s-ish blonde model sitting in a hammock. Uh, technically, she's naked, uh, but she's covered up. Uh, it was released uh, in... It does have the parental advisory explicit content sticker on the album cover, much to Tipper Gore's dismay, um, if you remember who she is. Uh, but they also did release a bikini-clad version of that cover for Walmart and Kmart because apparently they must have pushed back and they said we're not gonna we're not gonna sell that album with that naked girl on the cover. But she is covered, so you really don't see anything. So it's pretty tame, at least especially by today's standards. So the liner notes, um, no lyrics. It was mostly pictures of other bikini models, basically. It very much like a '70s Playboy look to it, like a very um, like classic, classy. 
uh, old school Playboy look. And th- like I said, this came out in the late '90s, and it had like just the pictures just had a very '70s Playboy type feel to it. Nothing naked um, or nothing explicit, I guess, uh, but it just had that kind of vibe to it. So um, everything was written by Rob Zombie. He also did the art direction, so he's behind these pictures and stuff. A very tastefully nudes, I will say, and bikini shots. So. Um, as far as Rob himself, like I said, he's 58. He does look like he looks like a wrestler. This guy Vincent that wrestles today seems like he took his entire look from Rob Zombie. So he has this like you know the Rob Zombie look is the stringy hair, the tattoos, very gaunt, uh, the beard, obviously the big scraggly beard. So this Vincent dude that wrestles kind of indie right now um, was in ROH. But I every time I see him, I think is that Rob Zombie or is he taking his gimmick from Rob Zombie? So anyway, Rob himself uh, also produced and directed movies. He was a voc- He is a vocal actor. Has done like some cartoon animated work. Uh, mainly, his stuff has been horror and sci-fi, both music and film. Um, overall, he's sold. He's responsible for 15 million albums being sold. So that's pretty cool. Um, he directed some of the Halloween movies. Did not know that. Um, here's an interesting fact: His parents worked at a carnival. But they quit when he was 12 years old because of a fire and a riot that took place at the carnival. So the story goes that he there was some sort of gambling, card game, some kind of illicit gambling going on in the carnival. And it went sideways and there was a skirmish and battle and fight and broke out. And this led to the riot and the fire being placed, you know, arson, whatever, being happening at the carnival. And so the parents quit at that point when he was 12. So obviously had a big impact on him. And to hear that Rob Zombie was the son of a carnival couple is very much like you totally understand everything from that. Um, Eventually, believe it or not, he worked on the staff of Pee Wee's Playhouse. So he worked with Paul Rubens and all that weirdness that went on there. Um, his movies, Rob's movies were generally panned, uh, but they do have a cult following. There's people that are into it. Um, he did comic books too. He actually created a haunted house in Chicago in 2013. I remember that. Um, as I recall, I'm not a huge haunted house guy, but it was kind of cool hearing that Rob Zombie actually created this haunted house, but I do remember hearing about it. Um, I would have gone, it was really not anywhere close to where I live, Um, so I didn't make the journey to get to it, but I, if it had been closer, I probably would have checked it out just to see what the hell is the, the twisted mind of Rob Zombie, you know, responsible for here. So, um, like I said, parental advisory label. So, you know, it's going to have some, some racy lyrics here. So we're going to get to that clocks in at 50 minutes and 11 tracks total. Um, so let's get into it. Super sexy swinging sounds by white zombie. So again, it's a remix of, couple albums that preceded it remix of various songs so the one consistent thread that i can see is the fact that the lyric or i'm sorry not the lyrics the song titles are all super long um so (laughs) it's just like there's a bunch of words put together as a title and then there's a parenthetical calling it the such and such mix afterwards but these song titles are like 10 words long across the board so he is obsessed with words and putting together lots of words so anyway first song is called electric head part two and it is in parentheses sexational after dark mix so it is Electric Head Part 2, Sexational After Dark Mix. So it's a very dreamy open, and then it gets rolling. Um, it has like kind of a movie soundtrack sound to it. Uh, really great pulsing beat, uh, very powerful, heavy bass line. So my, my comment is that if he left out the words like whore and fucker, 
this probably could have been used in a sports video compilations, like various, you know, highlights of, I don't know, whatever, Tom Brady's career or some running back's career or whatever. This has that sound to it, that it could have been a great song to back up, like a highlight package for some sporting thing. So, But it totally does get you moving. Um, it has no deep meaning. It's just crazy psycho words that exist just to complement the driving music that he's responsible for. I do like his voice. I like his growly voice. Um, but the thing that you'll see coming, like becoming a consistent comment is what I think of the lyrics. So Electric Head Part 2. Nice way to start the album and immediately tells you why it has the parental advisory sticker on the front of it. So, all right, second song is called More Human Than Human. Meet Bambi in the King's Harem Mix. Um, this one is definitely the ECW sound to it. Uh, synthesizer and drum open as I'm listening to it. And you've probably heard More Human Than Human. Um, it's def- That was definitely a single. Um, I'm listening to it. I'm like, wait, where's Sabu? Where's Taz? You know, I just where they're coming out because I'm hearing ECW here Um, again. Just such a great beat. Um, These songs, it is the equivalent. These songs are the musical equivalent of horror movies. That's what they sound like to me. It's just like a horror movie, like so dark and gothic, you know. So the remix kind of messes with the great original version of this song. I think there's too many gimmicks here. There's pauses for no reason. There's sound effects. So I think it messes with a great original song unnecessarily. It's still good, but I just prefer the original you know, I, I just think that the straight-ahead version of this song was better than what this is. So, all right, then we get to the third song. It is actually a mildly short title, uh, I, Zombie, Europe in the Raw Mix. So that's only, what, two, four, six, seven, seven words in the title. So I, Zombie, Europe in the Raw Mix. Uh, it Again, old movie sounds to open it, then the music comes in. Uh, a great, solid, very fast beat. Uh, min- again, minimal lyrics. Um, it's about killing and fucking and crucifying, basically. <laughs> and again, I said, like I told you, the um, the lyrics are not in the liner notes here. So I went ahead and researched it and got the lyrics for each of the songs online. And so I, I was able to follow along. And again, the the lyrics and the words are literally just there to complement the powerful metal music that this guy puts together. Um, I think the lyrics and the words are just happenstance they just happen to be there um they're never going to be anything deep and meaningful there's one song coming up that kind of is um but there's they're just there they're just they just exist to give rob zombie something to say honestly i feel like you know his lyrics again they're never going to be nobel prize winning but they just exist so that he can sing something there a lot of it is just nonsensical or just dark uh, just throwing in words, like I said, like whore and crucify and things like that, just to get reaction, I think. so. But I do like the music. I don't want to, I'm not ripping on it at all. I'm not ripping on him at all. I just feel like he put so much more effort into the music and the, the thrashing, you know, fast paced metal aspect of it that he did not really concentrate on lyrical content whatsoever. So, all right, that's the first half of the album. We're going to flip the side, we're going to pay some bills, we're going to talk to our sponsors. And we will be right back with side two of White Zombie's Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. We'll be right back on the record store. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLube.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. 
Write Notes, the first book by Twitter influencer Lance Levine. It's a wild ride down a path of musical adventure that recaps many random run-ins with rock royalty, such as U2, Slash, The Ramones, The Goo Goo Dolls, and many more. And all the crazy occurrences that have happened to him that trace back to music. All the Write Notes is 209 pages sure to bring a smile to your face and to remind you how much music has probably touched your life as well. All the right notes available now on Amazon in paperback for $14.99 and on Kindle for all you tech warriors for $9.99. Also at local Chicago bookstores, as well as Rolling Stone Records on Harlem and Irving. If you can't find it, ask for it by name. All the right notes by Lance Levine. And I have been told I could not put it down. I read it all in one day. So order it now and see what all the fuss is about. Our Uber Eats code Eats Dash Brian T two four seven nine O U E. That's Eat Dash Brian T two four seven nine zero U E. Use that code and get twenty dollars off a twenty five dollar order. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, cash app us. That's right. Dollar sign B T S T S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right, $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. This might sound strange to some people, but ABC makes non-alcoholic brews. That's right. I like to taste the beer with my food, but not the alcohol. If you go to tiny.one slash stspod2022, that's tiny.one slash stspod2022, and try a six-pack, use that link. If you buy a six-pack, you get one for free. Athletic Brewing Company. All right, we are back. Record Store Nation. The Record Store. That is the official name of the podcast. TRS, baby. Um, we're back with side two. Thank you to our sponsors, by the way. Uh, we're back with side two of Muneka's Greatest Hits. No, we're back with side two of Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. I've had no trouble pronouncing that. You know, it's a tongue twister. Super Sexy Swinging Sounds. Uh, alliteration there. Um, by White Zombie. And I'm proud of myself for being able to spit it out without... Um, stumbling on those words like i just did uh but we're back with side two it is a compilation album from the late 90s it is white zombie and it is an album that i had never listened to before somehow some way was still wrapped in cellophane when i pulled it off the stack so we're back to uh track four back to the uh 27 word titles here so the track four is grease paint and monkey brains uh sin centers of suburbia mix so, Grease Paint and Monkey Brains, the official title of the song. So, it starts with carnival sound effects and telling you the story that I told you earlier about what happened when he was 12 years old kind of makes sense here. So, carnival sound effects to start it. Uh, it goes into the slow groove kind of beat. Um, the first handful of songs were very fast and very powerful. This has much slower beat to it, like a couple songs that are coming up. Uh, there's a vocal sound effect here where he's singing into a box to muffle his voice. Um Sometimes I'm a fan of that, sometimes not. It, it did okay here. Um, 
talking about the riot and the fire that happened at the carnival when he was a kid. So again, it was like some kind of weird gambling situation that went bad and some guy got pissed and started a riot and started a fire and that ended his uh, his parents' career as carnival members or carnival workers, whatever. So this is a song where they have good, interesting lyrics, uh, unlike what I just said before the break, um, where the lyrics are just literally thrown together to give him something to sing with that really good, vo- powerful voice to accompany the music. So here there actually are good lyrics, and it's interesting. Um, and it uh, it accompanies the sinister music really well. So I think this one, Grease Paint and Monkey Brains, it sounds weird for me to say. I'm a fan of that, Grease Paint and Monkey Brains, but it's a good song. I like it. So the fourth song is a, a winner. Uh, fifth song is called Blur the Technicolor, Poker from Stud to Strip Mix. Got to take a breath. So Blur the Technicolor, a dance beat to start. Again, starts with a fake movie clip. Uh, It seemed like a fake movie clip. Didn't seem like it was a real movie clip this time. But um, it continues this trend of, again, putting the words together and the music just carries the whole picture. So this one, again, well, this one especially, he's singing so fast, I literally understand nothing. Even looking at the lyrics, um, had the lyrics right in front of me on my phone while I was listening to the song. I understood nothing because he was singing so fast so and mumbling. So he's mumbling to the point where it sounds like it's another language altogether. So, um, And then it just, it, it, throughout the song, it kind of morphs into this long club mix altogether. So Blur the Technicolor, a weird song. Uh, the poker from stud to strip mix, don't understand that whatsoever. Um, but that's probably because I didn't understand the lyrics at all, even looking at them and reading along, attempting to read along as the song was playing. So, um, all right, six songs, Supercharger Heaven, Adults Only Mix. Um, so it has a very fast start, like most of these. Um, the parenthetical on this one conjures up that there's going to be like sex sound effects, maybe. I don't know. Adults only mix makes it sound like there's going to be something raunchy here. But anyway, he starts out the song talking about Route 66. So I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm like a big fan of Route 66 and the lore that goes along with it. So I'm thinking, oh, this might be okay. You know, if he's going to sing about a trip across the country or something. So, but again, he's just racing through the words. It's a very bongo-y drum based beat to it. Uh, but again, just racing through the words. I understand very little of it. Um, and then, surprisingly, like I said, it sounded on that last song, it sounded like he was in another language altogether, but it wasn't. Here, he actually does launch into Latin. And on the lyrics, as, when you look up the lyrics, he actually, it, it does have Latin. So the last part of the song is him singing like entire paragraphs of Latin. So, um, and by the way, there's nothing adults only about this. There were no weird, raunchy sound effects or anything. So, I don't know if that was disappointing or not, but, you know, just yet again, another episode of Rob Zombie just throwing words together for the sake of it. So, Supercharger Heaven at number six. Um, Then we get to number seven. The seventh track is El Fantasmo, not The Wrestler. El Fantasmo, ELP, we're insiders. Uh, El Fantasmo and the Chicken Run Blastorama, Wine, Women, and Song Mix. So, let me give it to you one more full time straight across. So, El Fantasmo and the Chicken Run Blastorama, Wine, Women, and Song Mix. So, if you're going to tell me, if you're going to battle with me and tell me that Rob Zombie isn't literally just throwing shit together, like a spill and spell method of coming up with lyrics, I'm going to have an argument for you. So, uh, 
El Phantasmo, great recognizable beat to open. This was another one of his hits, despite the fact that the song title is so preposterous. Uh, it's very industrial. Um, it seems to be, again, following the lyrics, and these, this time you could actually understand the lyrics that he was singing, um, and it helped to have them in front of me. Um, it seems to, seems to be about dying in a helicopter, helicopter crash. But totally a guess. Uh, there's enough visuals that he kind of puts in there in the lyrics that that is kind of where my mind went with it, but I will say completely a guess. If somebody tells me it's about playing poker with the Pope in the Vatican or something, I would be like, well, yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, because Rob Zombie is just so fucking weird. So it, it seems to be about the helicopter crash. I don't know. Um, but this is very much a prototypical white zombie song. Um, the music, the growly singing, the dark lyrics. Not not that there's very many lyrics, but and that's probably prototypical too in the sense that there's not many lyrics. Uh, but what there is there, again, I love his voice. It's just such a great raspy metal voice, and I don't think he gets his due as far as being a great metal singer. So El Phantasmo and the seventh track is uh, one of the highlights for me on this one. So eighth track is called Blood, Milk, and Sky, Miss September Mix. So Blood, Milk, and Sky, Miss September Mix. I knew he was obsessed with 70s Playboy just from looking at the album cover and the pictures inside. It seemed like, you know, it just was very clear that he was inspired by, like, 70s Playboy on this. And sure enough, here, Miss September Mix. That's To me, that's just, like, screaming that there's a Playboy influence here. So it starts with backward singing. Like, you've heard um, DJs in various cities. Like, I know here in Chicago, Steve Dahl did it. And other DJs, I'm sure, around the country did it. But playing songs backwards. And they would always talk about, you know, what, what is the hidden meaning on Led Zeppelin songs? and the Satan worshiping and the Ozzy Osbourne stuff. And when you play the Beatles backwards, it says, you know, Paul is dead. I buried him, whatever. Um, but this has some backwards singing going on in the initial part of the song. Um, it actually sounds like love bites from Def Leppard. It's got that kind of intro to it, just kind of a, a slow groove to it. And actually really good. Um, it's a very low key song. Uh, he is like whispering the vocal here. And it's very dominant with the bass and the drums, um, dominating the singing, actually. It seems like the music is over overrunning him on this one. Um, it Actually, I know I said Def Leppard, but the other, the other band that came to mind was The Stones, Exile on Main Street. That era, Stone, stone so- Sound, I'll say it. Um, but Blood, Milk, and Sky has that like really classic 70s, dirty Stones groove to it. Um, like I said, Exile and Main Street era for the Stones. So this song, to me, it really stands out on this album when you compare it to the rest of the album, when you, when you consider how this Blood, Milk, and Sky comes across compared to the rest of the songs on this album. So really liked Blood, Milk, and Sky at number eight. Ninth song is called Real Solution Number 9. Ironic, I just noticed that, that it's the ninth track, and that's in the title. So Real Solution number 9, Mambo Mania Mix. So again, a very low-key intro, a very heavy synthesizer. Um, I do, I will say, I appreciate their versatility, that it's not all, White Zombie is not all about blasting you away with the sound and the speed. They can do some slower, lower-key music, too. Um, but here the vocals are being sung into a pillow, so <laughs> completely inaudible, completely muffled. Um, it's an okay song, actually, I guess it's an okay song. Uh, the music, again, dominating the lyrics, um, the singing and the lyrics are just there because you, honestly, you really can't hear much of anything because he's, because he's singing into a pillow for fuck's sake. Um, 
So for what it's worth, the lyrics, as far as trying to read through them, as I was listening to the song, it's about a monster and the apocalypse and dogs and wolves and cutting through bone and wire. But you wouldn't know that because unless you looked up the lyrics and tried to follow along, you wouldn't know that because it was such um, distracting sound effects that you couldn't really understand anything that he was saying. So Real Solution number 9, one another one of those songs where it's all about the music, hardly at all about the singing. All right, 10th song is Electric Head Part 1, Satan in High Heels Mix. So if you recall, the opening track was Electric Head Part 2, Sexational After Dark Mix. So we're going backwards here. At track 10, we've got Electric Head Part 1. So I guess this complements Part 2 earlier. I don't know. Uh, Another super fast song. Uh, Again, the words just kind of thrown together, whatever. Um, It's all about the... With these guys, it's all about the raucous sound, the rambunctious music, and just so much going on, whether it's the percussion or the bass or the drums in general. This, this song especially is just all over the place um, with all kinds of different effects going on and all different things going on, all different directions with the music. Um, but you can actually hear the singing here, so that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, you can hear what he's saying, and you can pretty much understand what he's saying. So, all right, and then the last song on the album, the 11th track, is I'm Your Boogeyman, Sex on the Rocks Mix. So, I'm Your Boogeyman, yes, you are remembering that. You're like, didn't I remember that song from back in the day? Or wasn't that on a commercial for some antacid or something these days? Some prescription med? Um, But I'm Your Boogeyman, yes, indeed. It is the KC and the Sunshine Band 1976 hit. Little known fact, I grew up in Hollywood, Florida. And so, that is where KC and the Sunshine Band are from. Uh, they're still, I think they're still around. I know that guy's still alive. He's probably, there's probably nobody else in that band that was original members, but it's one of those things like the Beach Boys. You got one original member, you're still being able to call yourselves the Beach Boys. So KC and the Sunshine Band broke through right around then in 1976. I remember them breaking through and I won like a greatest hits album of theirs or some kind of album. I probably still have it somewhere in the, in the vinyl collection, but I remember winning it from Y100 a radio call-in contest back in the day when I was a kid in in Florida and they did radio call-in contests where you could win an album and so I won that album and so that was one and I remember Bachman Turner Overdrive that was another one that I won back then oh and I think Frampton it was a Frampton album I don't know if it was Frampton Comes Alive but a Peter Frampton album I just had a really good streak of luck calling in Uh, I was persistent you know and those were the days when there were no cell phones or anything so I was persistent in calling through and I actually was able to get it through quite a bit on Y100 so always soft spot in my heart for Casey and the Sunshine Band for that reason so I'm your boogeyman he turns it into this really sinister like he turns it into an evil sounding white zombie song he adds all kinds of vocal effects all over it um if you recall some of the lyrics, he says he's going to be there early morning, late afternoon, midnight. So when it was KC singing it, it didn't come across as creepy. But when it's Rob Zombie singing it, it seems like a creepy stalker killer type where he's going to be there in early morning, late afternoon. You know, he's going to be there to fuck with you and kill you or <laughs> come haunt you or whatever, you know. Um, he's not a party guy like KC. I, I will say that. So one of the lines is, I want to give you my all. And when it was KC singing it, again, it didn't seem diabolical. But when it's Rob Zombie looking like that and all this other, you know, swearing and crucifying and whores and all these other lyrics in these songs, when when Rob Zombie says, I want to give you my all, 
you get kind of nervous. You know, it's like a yikes moment for me when I heard that line. So he just turns this song, I'm Your Boogeyman, into a dark, dirty, diabolical version of the original. And I will say, somehow, it works. <laughs> so, I again, it's kind of, it's totally White Zombie and Rob Zombie, totally a guilty pleasure for me. Again, I know it's never going to win any kind of Pulitzer Prizes or anything, uh, but it's an escapist, just fun music. It's just fun music, as dark and twisted as the lyrics are. Honestly, it doesn't really matter all that much because you can't hear most of it. It's all about the, the catchy, driving, hard rock, heavy metal beat with this guy. So that is it. That is super sexy swinging sounds. Uh, overall, an enjoyable album, albeit uh, very questionable in terms of the lyrical content and what there was of it. So I enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend go back and listen to it. You're not going to listen to it every day. It's one of those things that just be fun to have in your collection. Um, overall, good stuff. And a big fan of Rob Zombie's career, I guess, as it were, um, as well as White Zombie. So that is it for the record store this week, guys. I want to thank Brian for producing this and making me sound better than I actually am every single time. Uh, and thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you to Rob Zombie for putting out cool stuff and being such an interesting character. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a brand new episode. Uh, maybe we'll do something. No, I was going to say we'll do something for Valentine's Day. I don't know when this one's coming out, but we'll see. Anyway, support our sponsors. Check out all of our sponsors. Check out my book. It's called All the Right Notes. It's on Amazon. I haven't plugged it lately because now that, you know, Christmas is over. So, but, you know, it's perfect for bar mitzvahs, birthdays, you name it. All the Right Notes by Lance Levine, L-E, capital V-I-N-E, because, you know, I'm classy like that. So check it out on Amazon.com for the low, low price of $15. And support me. Help me get some more uh, pork and beans in the old system here. So thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to the record store. Tell all your friends about it and we will see you in a couple weeks. If you're a Patreon, stick with us. You're going to hear my favorite song from this album and we will see you soon in a couple weeks with a brand new episode of the record store. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Record Store Nation, for joining us for another fun-filled episode of The Record Store. You can support us if you so desire. Please support us. I have this terrible 7-Eleven hot dog habit that I have to support. Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. Or you can support us on Patreon. It's $3 a month. Uh, www.patreon.com slash shootin' the shiznit. And remember, there's no G in shootin'. It's just shooting the shiznit. Uh, you can support us there. It's three bucks a month. You get uncut episodes. You get early episodes. You get uh, you find out what my favorite song of the album is on each episode of the record store. What if I grab an album that I end up from my own collection? What if I grab an album that I end up hating this year and I can't find a song that I love? So there's got to be one, right? So you'll find out that you get that when you're a Patreon. You find you get the song uncut after the episode. Uh, all kinds of contests that we do and prizes that we can give away and like I said the early releases of the albums and so on you can find me on Twitter it's at ChocolatierLL yes it's a parody because I used to work for Godiva and they called us Chocolatiers so that's the explanation there C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-I-E-R-L-L that is me on Twitter for all kinds of sundry bizarre stuff uh, you can find my book on Amazon it's called All the Right Notes it's my odyssey throughout rock and roll throughout my entire life 
Uh, look up All the Right Notes on Amazon by Lance Levine. You can also find it in the Chicago market at Rolling Stone Records. You can find me on Facebook, Lance Levine, L-E, capital V-I-N-E, because you know I'm classy like that. Got to have a capital V in there. Uh, you can go to stspod.club for the archives if you want to find our episodes about Hearts or Cheap Trick or Tom Petty or Lindsey Buckingham or Stevie Nicks or any of the other artists that we've done throughout 2021. It's been a great year uh, with much more to come. So if you want to check out some other podcasts that I'm a fan of, uh, if you want to stick with music, I'm a big fan of Playlist Wars. Uh, my guys, Brian and Gomez, doing Playlist Wars where they have they debate better playlist from each got each other uh nixology from the mysterious steven haven't had an episode in a while but hopefully they're coming back soon uh documenting the career of stevie nicks so you know big fan of that and if you want junk food related stuff it is my guys jay and rick at the i'm fat podcast okay? always a good time listening to those guys talk about junk food and restaurants and so on so thank you again record store nation stick with us we're gonna have tons of stuff coming out and remember Nights are forever without you. 